Hello and welcome to I Spit on Your Grades, the Celluloid Screens 2022 edition or episode, whichever one you want to go with is fine. Uh, my name is Faye, we have Mercer. Hello. And we have Chris. Hello. We also have Willie in the corner, he'll be giving no opinions on this because he wasn't at the festival, he's too young to see all the films and he's a dog, so... That didn't stop Kim's. That no, that didn't stop Woody. To be fair, bless him. Uh, but Woody is a hardworking dog, so leave him alone. And Willie's a lazy. And Willie's lazy, dog. scrounging, good for nothing. But we're I, still wouldn't, I wouldn't trust him to assist me. No, not at all. Anywho, have we been briefly? Not bad. Recovering from a truly great lineup from Cell this year. I think it's. It's no surprise that they put on a great lineup year on, year in, year out. But I think a lot of people came away thinking this was one of the strongest lineups they put together, especially the Saturday. Yeah. Which I don't think contained a bad film at all. Saturday was one of the strongest days that I've known of any festival. I mean, that being said, every festival this year has been strong, I thought, personally. And we've still got the absolute delights in a week or so of Soho Horror Fest. We do. As of time of recording i think there's five tickets left for mitch's festival mm-hmm. so if you do want to go and you haven't bought your ticket yet i would suggest going on soho horror festival website and booking your ticket as soon as possible because you don't want to be disappointed that they've sold out and you're going to miss the best um but yeah mercer what have you been doing i've been fine i um you know i went back to work life was great and then on thursday morning friday morning 5am i woke up throwing my entire life up um i don't know what happened to me i just got ill uh, i blame uh sheffield horror fest or cellulite screams <laughs> um i do blame them uh the reality is it's probably the kfc that i was shoveling down my throat uh like 12 o'clock at night but hey ho yeah uh, but yeah other than that good good stuff good stuff have we watched anything new before we delve into the festival? In between the festival and now? I've not watched a lot, to be honest. Um, I rewatched Paranormal Activity 2. Um, actually, a lot messier than I remember it being. No. Like toward, yeah, like towards the end, the whole like um, exorcism scene or whatever's going on, it just felt a little bit clunky, a little bit messier. Um, saying that, some of the scenes are quite intense, like the dragging down the stairs scene and stuff like that looks fucking, still looks fantastic. So mm-hmm. really enjoyed that. Um, I did watch a non-horror. <gasps> How dare the, you? Uh, I know it's the new Billy Eichner uh, bros, the gay rom-com film. I've been wanting to see that. Any good? Oh, I I laughed. I cried. I... I associated with the characters so much. It's so cool because uh, the lead character's a 40-year-old gay man trying to find, like, his way in the world. And, you know, so it does, it's just still have all the typical rom-com tropes, which I've read a few reviews and people have been like, oh, follows typical rom-com. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't it? It is yeah. a rom-com. Uh, it's yeah. just changing the central characters to two gay men rather than a man and a woman mm-hmm. um but honestly if you if, if you can check it out i would check it out i really loved it i would like to at some point yes i like billy i know i'd like to i'd watch it at some point yes i'm sure i would don't 
I don't think we've watched anything new. I think we've we've gone over a lot of oldies. We watched. We did watch Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, we did watch Don't Worry, Darling. Uh, which yeah. is not. Which, if it wasn't for all the the drama around the production, no one would remember this film a year down the line. It certainly isn't the trash fire that people make it out to be. I don't think so. The ending does trip up on itself, and I, I it doesn't know where it wants to go. It wants an end. But it's it's limping along to get to that end. Some very messy, messy stuffs happening there. But in the run up to that, I actually quite enjoyed it. I'd say it's just that's the thing that is just is plainly just all right. Yeah. So. So I've only seen like trailers or clips or whatever. Um, is Harry Styles supposed to be American in it? No. No, he's okay. he's English. I have Sometimes no. Sometimes Yorkshire. Yeah. I'm, I don't... I have no idea what region of the UK that accent is supposed to be from. Yeah. It is. They've gone, can you do English? And he's gone, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, that's great. I have English. And then just gone generic English accent. The, it's the, really odd. There are parts of it that have big Hollyoaks, House Trish energy, I think. Kind of overacting. From him, yeah. Yeah, from him, yeah. But then again, I didn't... I, to be honest, I consider myself very glad I have no idea who Harry Styles is. And so when I actually watched it, I didn't even realise it was him. I was like, oh, that guy playing husbands is, a, is an average actor. But considering who, who I now know it is, I go, yeah, he's doing quite well to be in it. How did you not know that Harry Styles was in One Direction? How did... I had, a, I had a vague reflection of who he is, but if you show me a lineup, I can pick him out of it. For real? Yeah. Oh. I, I assume just everybody knew who we were. I was wrong, though. I'm not a 16-year-old girl, so no. I'm not a 16-year-old girl, but I still knew where Harry Styles is. That's your TikTok. <laughs> it isn't. It's just it's just a known <laughs> fact that's out there. It's nothing to do with stop fucking blaming TikTok for everything. Oh yeah, so that, as I say, if if it weren't for the drama, that'd be forgotten in a year, and it probably will be anyway. We watched the only other new film we watched, we watched Don't Breathe 2. Oh, yeah. Which was which was quite fun. All right. And it posts him as the actual hero. hero in this in this particular story. Which, going back on it in the first one, you know, his methods are questionable in terms of kidnapping someone and impregnating them. Spoiler alert! I've done a spoiler alert too late. We'll put us <laughs> we'll put a spoiler alert before the episode comes out so that people know there will be spoilers for these. Um, but it, he wasn't he, he wasn't really supposed to be in my eyes the villain in the first one. The people who break in are the yeah. Villain. It's great. It's kind of a grey area in the first mm. one, but in, in the second one, he's very much just the all-action, yeah, kind of hero. It's it's good. It's fun. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, nothing more than that. But that's all we've watched new-wise. I say because it's Halloween, we've racked up dozens and dozens of Which films, really so well. so we haven't got time to go through everything we've happened to have watched this this month. Anyway, everyone, shut up for a second. <laughs> Let's get on to cellulite. Right. We will... I know you said we'll put a spoiler one at the start, but since we do want people to actually listen to the pod, we'll try as much as possible to dance around... Of course. ...any spoilers in this episode. My spoiler was in reference to Don't Breathe 2, which I'd hoped people would have seen by now, but I, I know that life gets in the way sometimes and that you don't see these things, so we'll post a spoiler for that. But we will try to not spoil anything. I hope we can manage to not spoil. We should be able to 
dance around these enough. Yes. Would you? Should we start with the shorts first, or as say as an aperitif and all? Sure. Why not? An hors d'oeuvre before we go into the main this, main films. This year was um was one of probably one of the first years that I've caught nearly every short that's played, um, and it was strong, very very strong. There were like probably one that I didn't enjoy, and that's about it. Everything else were just fantastic. Unicorn in particular. I miss Unicorn because I had to get back to the dog and it was before VHS 99. It's a lot of fun. It's um, I, I, no spoilers, but it's the, this couple that want to bring in a third person into the relationship. A unicorn, if you will. I didn't know this was a term, by the way, so I'll watch this show. If it is a real term, is it? Apparently it is a real term and it's something new that I learned after um, watching the show at Soho. So oh. we have seen this show before. I have. Um, oh, you know. Okay, so I've seen the show before. Um, but yeah, it was a, a brand new term to me as well. So unicorn is a bisexual, non-threatening third partner. Um, Which is exactly what it was. Yeah. Yes. Um, so they, they invite him into the relationship, and uh, things are not as they seem, as is always the way. Whether they ever. Unicorn's probably one of them shows I would highly recommend people to mm -hmm. see car if you can. Absolutely. And I think it was it was one of the winners in the in the bronze, silver, and gold at celluloid, the awards they gave. Was he not in that? Uh, I, I don't think from beyond remember. from beyond was and also everybody goes to the hospital. I thought the unicorn was in there as well. It possibly were. But why you look that up and find her, whether it was indeed in the top, the top three. I really enjoyed Memento Mori as same, well. Same, same. Mark Gatiss providing the voiceover work. One thing as well with this year, this year's shorts, a lot of, a lot of, oh, no, I only said proper actors, a lot of mainstream actors you'll recognise doing work in shorts. Yeah. Amanda Seyfried, Rose Byrne, mm -hmm. Mark Gatiss. Mark Gatiss. And that's it. <laughs> there was definitely I'm another. There's definitely another. <laughs> I think it's in the Amanda Seyfried one, the guy. Yeah. Ted Sadowski, I think his name is. It's from Life in Pieces. That's what I know him from. He's fantastic. You, you, were talk, you were talking as well, saying that one of Mitch's shorts um, contains Zachary Quinto. Contains yes. has that Zachary was, Quinto in it. That was the yeah, one of the ones playing at Soho this year does have Zachary mm. Quinto in. So I say it's odd to see a load of a load of high recognizable actors going and doing a lot of working shorts. Yeah. But Memento Mori, the story of a a photographer who takes post death portrait photos for people. Mm -hmm. Not even not particularly just just nicely kind of this. Gothic haunted, haunted house kind of very Edgar Allan Poe yeah, kind of just very gentle, mm -hmm. gentle supernatural kind of but and animated as well, which was lovely. Yeah, really be really beautiful mm -hmm. look at saying really decently decent to see. I really enjoyed Girls Night in Girls as well. Was good. Yeah, that's another one that I I found super fun and uh would recommend people go out and see. I love, um, I just love anything that's like, because I'm not into comedy, am I, normally? Mm. 
No. Um, but I do like that kind of like, um, not obscene, because it's not obscene, but uh, when it's just like over the top, a ridiculous, but not slapstick, if that makes yeah. sense. Like the concept is just ridiculous uh, and the actions of the people is just ridiculous, but it just works very well. So I do like I that one. I don't know if you guys saw it because I, I, I did you both see Wolf Manor at Fryfest? Yes. We did. Did you watch it this time, Mercer? No. Okay, so I did um, for the first time, which I really enjoyed. And um, there was a short before it called The Wilds. It was 15 minutes long. And it's about this uh, welder who goes back to visit her parents or her mother. Um, and it turns out that her brother is a werewolf and she's been kept out of the loop and it was really, really funny. That made it into my top three of the shorts because um, it was just, it was so well done and really funny and really natural for a werewolf short of all things. Yeah, I had, I had good things. The only, the only two, I'll just mention two more very briefly because I don't, I don't want us to go through every single, every single one of them, which we'll end up doing and go, going in depth. Cruise. Which a tell mm-hmm. a tele a tele sales uh, or a not even tele sales a competition. It's telemarketing. It's still telemarketing. But they're not. They're not trying to sell anything. They're not. But it's in that style. In that style of telemarketing, where the person working there has a great deal of pressure put on them to complete the uh, giveaway of a luxury cruise to Hawaii, and that's all I'll say over that one because you don't want to spoil anything with that. No. And the other one I was going to mention was Monster Encounters as well. Monster Encounters was funny, really funny. So short and in your eyeballs. Claymation. Yeah. Just a series of encounters with various monsters, only about five seconds long, the uh, yeah. the clips were definitely worth seeing as well. It works. Have you got any Mercy you want to mention as well, separately? I just want to throw Bad Acid in there. I love Bad Acid, the um, hyper-neon fitness video mm-hmm. demonic fitness video i thought that was um super fun yes. um again really kind of camp and um in your face i kind of really loved that and i also really 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 liked the amanda seafried uh short um uh, skin and bone yeah um the the kind of folky vibe to it and i'm not again i'm not a massive folk horror fan uh, i like it but not massively a fan um, but I really kind of like the kind of vibe that we got from there and the the songs in it. Mm. It's not a musical, just to clear that up. But um, there is some singing in there um, that I thought was, I really loved it. it was, performed really, by Amanda Seyfried yeah, as well. She's got really good, she has got a really good voice. Mm. So good. How about you, Faye? Any, any ones we haven't covered that you want to mention? No, they're, they're, I did my, got my top five out of the way. So, yeah. Check check it check out the full lineup of the shorts if you can because again they were all so strong. There's there's so many we've not touched upon, um, yeah. but they the, are worth seeing. The only problem always with them is because they're new, they're generally designed to play the festival circuit. So it's a nightmare to try to find find them because I mean let's face it the one the one that we all love with. The lobster, which I completely cannot think the name of the oh, name of. Um, enjoy, enjoy something. That's the one. Oh, I can't. 
I can't think what it is called. It's a brilliant show, and I can't. Oh, but it is. It is, it is absolutely nowhere. Perfect choice. Is that yeah, that's that's it. perfect choice. You can find a thirty-second trailer for it online, yeah. but the full short is nowhere, nowhere to be found. It's that's only it. the fact there's a trailer which makes me believe it actually exists in the first place. Yeah, it saw. wasn't just a collective, saw, yeah, collective. A collective hallucination. But yeah, as I say, while it's nice to try to find these, it can be incredibly frustrating with them being new and actually yes. looking for them because they don't want to put them out into the world just yet because they're designed to go on the festival uh, circuit. If they ever get out into the world, it's that unfortunate um, issue. It happens with some of the films that we've seen at festivals, some of the shorts. I mean, that's why it's super important that these kind of genre festivals exist so that there is a platform out there. Um, and then people like Alter on YouTube and stuff, like, I don't know why they don't just pick up all these kind of shorts because... Mm. They're really good, most, but most of the time, most of the time. Oh, well. Oh, such is life. What are you going to do? We got to see them, so we're, we're happy. Yeah, so we're just going to rub that in everyone's face. <laughs> now on to, on to your main course, the main courses. Yes. Um, uh, we've had filled filled to the brim with our appetizer, but, mm, now, but now we'll go, as I say, we'll go on to the main course. I will prefix this as well with saying that there was a couple of films we saw at Fright Fest this year as well. So Something in the Dirt and The Harbinger, we saw at Fright Fest. All three of us have seen them previously. Mm-hmm. So while they're amazing and we love love the work and it was nice to see Andy Mitten at Selwyoid again this year as well. Always nice to see him. They won't be in our top three just because... We've talked about them, and while we love them, we feel it's only fair they're restricted to new stuff that we haven't previously seen, or all three of us haven't previously seen, anyway. Yeah. Harbinger's still in my top five, though. Yeah, Harbinger's still great, yeah. and Something in the Dirt is also still, still amazing. I enjoyed, Absolutely. I enjoyed both of them more the second time around. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so the, our favourites, however, as I say, they're not going to be included because we've already seen them. So, shall, are we just going to go three... Three to one. Shall we give our third choice each? Mercer, why don't you be your th- your number three? Um. Okay. I will. <laughs> you didn't prepare me for this, Chris. Yeah, I'm going to uh, say so... you, you're actually not prepared. When we, we went through this before recording, yeah, <laughs> not the not the lift behind the curtain, but we spent our whole our whole time prepping, making sure we knew exactly how this was going to run smoothly. Oh, I'm caught off guard. Throw the Mercer and the whole thing collapses. <laughs> Listen, everything's supposed to be spontaneous on this pod, okay. Um, So I am going to go for my number three. I am probably going to go with the folky um, Ben Steiner matriarch. See, this was in in my list as well. This came in number two for me. And this came in at number one for me. Oh, wow. A three, two, one. There you go, Ben Steiner winning every winning every number. every medal at the so you screams. Uh, Matriarch is amazing. I, I I don't read going in about what films are because I like to be surprised. There's a difference between surprised and unprepared Mercer. Should bear that in mind. 
and uh, so I had no idea where this would go in. And when I knew it was a folk horror, boy, was I fucking on board. Yes, I was. And it delivered. Yeah. It does deliver. I think this is definitely one of them that you can't really talk about. Mm. I mean, we can, because... we, can say, we can say that the lead is, she is a damaged individual. And a lot of that goes back as we find fairly swiftly to her relationship with the mother and she goes back to visit yeah child and go back to visit the uh, homestead and things start to unravel from there we're with a baggage full of resentment she does have a baggage full <laughs> yeah. of resentment i will say um jemima roper and kate dicker make a great on-screen um i don't want to say couple but you know what i mean like mother daughter um <laughs> That kind of their relationship on screen yeah. is fantastic. The chemistry between them is really, really good, um, and that really carries the film. And again, I didn't know Kate Dickey was in it until, or, or I might have found out and forgot. But that's good for me because I like again like to be surprised. So when I saw Kate Dickey was in it, I was overjoyed because I love that woman. I love her acting, and this was a great part. For it. it was nice to see her more in the center of things. In, in a lead role. Yeah. I mean, Ben Stein was saying as well that he went in the Q&A, he was saying that it wasn't, it's not a comedy horror. He tried, there is moments of comedy and there are moments of horror. And he tried very hard to make sure that they were kept separate. So it's not, so don't go in expecting it. While it's funny and... I think you need, you need the humour of it sometimes though to lighten the subject matter and we all do it in horror. Like we'll really be enjoying a film, and then you will nervous laugh at it because you know you, you're trying to work out what's going to come next or what's going to happen, and you'd be like, oh. And I think this it plays it perfectly for that. It hits it hits it at the right times. So yeah, it's fantastic. And luckily for everyone, this one's already available for you to watch on uh, Disney Plus or Hulu if you are one of our overseas listeners. I don't know where Hulu is. Is it just in America or is it everywhere else in the world? I have no idea. I know it's in the States, but that is the depth of my Hulu knowledge. Mm -hmm. But it is available to watch, so... I think all three of us, probably fear the strongest, would say get it watched and then... Ah. um, It is up with your thoughts on it. That'd be cool. Absolutely. Get on it. Would you like to give your number three then? Uh, My number three would have been The Harbinger. However, we move it on to The Elderly. It was a first time watch and um, brilliant. So, so, such a weird, such a, there are a lot of, I don't want to spoil it. There was a lot of these. Let me, let me careful what you say. There were a few films this year um, with this genre that I didn't expect. And it's nice to see a film of this genre. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't want to give anything away. Somebody else jump in so that I'm not the one who's spoiling things for a change. Go on. Actually, well, oh, sorry. I was going to say, just to... Quickly summarise the plot. So, okay, so they're uh, a group of elderly people who are in Spain 
who are starting to behave very strangely. They're not holidaying in Spain, they live in Spain. I said they were going to be doing <laughs> just, to make, just to make it feel, it sounds like <laughs> they were holidaying this there. Isn't, yeah, this isn't carry on the elderly. <laughs> this is, so, they're in, so they, they live in they live in Spain. They've only lived there their whole lives. I don't know. I'm not sure the backstory of every single one of them. But one of the families takes in their their far, or father slash grandfather to look after him after an unfortunate event. And he, in, as along with everyone else who is elderly, starts behaving very, very weirdly. And the whole thing, again, unravels from there. A lot of unraveling at this. Yeah, at this yeah. Best. I mean, that's the point of any film, surely. Is that they unravel? Yes. Um, it was really nice as well. So we had uh, one of the directors there, Fernando Gonzalez Gomez, um, the second director, Raul uh, Cere- Cereso? Raul Cereso, we'll say. I think I've got that right. Wasn't there. But uh, yeah, Fernando was um, lovely to have around Raul Festival. Another one of these um, directors who was completely off his trailer, I think. <laughs> But in a good way, like super like fun, super excited, super happy to be sharing his work um, and talking about his work. Um, although, to be fair, um, he spent a lot more time talking about the second film that he had played. He did. <laughs> and the short that he did, um, The Elderly, when he was giving his um, introduction, which was interesting. Again, all the same but genre. No. All the same, all the same genre. Yeah. Uh, just for the record, the elderly was also on my top three list at number two. Good, good. On yours? No, it didn't make mine, oh. unfortunately. It was very. I really enjoyed it. It was very, very close. But as I say, it just shows what insanely strong year this yeah, one, this one was. So, are we done with? Are we done with the elderly? I say yes. this. It's not so awkward. We don't want to spoil. We would love to go in this huge. Great levels of in-depth conversation on these films that, and in a year we can when everybody's watching it. Yes, or just hit us up, DM us, and just say, "Hey, talk about the elderly." Yes, and we'll hope you've been the film and not just general. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, <laughs> that's you, fine. Yeah, that's no, a bunch. Don't worry about any it. age range. If you want to just, that's fine. We'll just hit us up. We'll chat about anything. My number three choice was Evil Eye. I'm not going to attempt. Oh. I'm not going to attempt the translation. Because um, I'm not going to open in front of me. I do, I do know what it's called. Oldimaja? 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 Malda Ojo. Malda Ojo, I see. Malda Ojo. Malda Ojo, yeah. Malda Ojo, okay. I was, yeah. I was close. Shame if that pronunciation is miles away and just completely uh, yeah, sorry. butchers it. <laughs> but I'll say, I really enjoyed this. It's a very... Del Toro-esque fantasy adventure kind of witches and folklore and tiny little Spanish tiny little Spanish villages and years older traditions. It's it's very much a I think someone described it as a fucked up pan's labyrinth. Pan's labyrinth fucked up enough. Well, more fucked up than pan's labyrinth. Yeah, I definitely got like a fairy tale vibe from it. Yeah. I liked it. I was it the bizarrely enough, it almost felt like a children's film mm. to yeah. me. 
rather than like an out and out like horror but there were scenes in there that obviously a child would never be able to see um but yeah at the very kind of I don't know like a almost like a nostalgic kind of going back to your your youth getting told the fairy tales or watching things like you know yeah I mean you're quite right I think if you cut if you cut away a couple of key key scenes I think you could probably get this much you could probably get this as a much lower certificate and actually get that in viewed by a larger audience i don't think they will i imagine they want they want to keep as nasty as it is in various places but yeah as i definitely think there's a possibility of actually doing that but as you say it's one of those but i say del toro's feel like though when you when you got those fantasy elements they are very much like your childhood mm. fantasy films growing up and then shit just <laughs> shit just starts kicking up yeah the only thing that I love, see, I love this. I'll send it. Maybe top three. The only thing that frustrated me is the end. The ending, not because it's not fine, but it batters you over the head with what's what's just happened. We've sat there and watched the film. We know how it's ended. We will we will have put all the bits in place and worked out exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. There was no need to hammer home the point again afterwards. Yeah. So there was a very definitive place where it could have ended yeah. and chose not to, chose to go that little bit further, go, but you get this right. I'm like, yeah, we get it. Yeah, but it's, it. yeah, but it's good. yeah, but there's your cat say there's your carries on, it didn't even end there. And it's like, oh yeah, but it's because of this though. You go, Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> of course, we, 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 we were with you. <laughs> we worked out you never how lost was, us. No, we worked out how, how this was gonna go. From the intro, and then the it's, it's and then like, when they tell the story again, we knew where this was. It's like when somebody tells a joke and go, "But you get why it's funny, right?" Yeah, but you see, you you didn't miss this part, did you? This is why it's funny. That's what it did. But yeah, so that was my number three choice. I've no idea whether any whether that's getting a release at all. Not a clue. Fingers crossed it will do. Be fair, most a great deal of these films actually do find their way out. It's I know we said earlier there's some films that you never see again, but with the amount of streaming services now, it's rare that we completely lose mm. lose a film. Even if you have to go Tragedy Girls and get imported from Germany, Truth. they still tend to be out out somewhere. It's just whether you're dedicated enough to watch it. I was dedicated enough. Yeah, you were. Yes. So obviously we've already covered my number two, which was The Elderly Fair. So what was your number two? Uh, I think we've covered my number two as well. What was your number two? My number two was Matriarch, so we've covered that. Whoa. I love the fact that Faye reminded me earlier that being surprised is different to being prepared, and she can't even remember her own number two. (sighs) Hoisted by my own cruel words. Um, (laughs) Sorry, my number two uh, we haven't mentioned. It was Pussara. Mm-hmm. Didn't catch it at Fright Fest this year, um, and I'm really glad I got to catch it somewhere else because it was magnificent. Um, yeah, the the not the dangers, but uh, the pressure that women are put on to have children, and if you're not ready for it, the real life horror that that can cause a person. Don't want to spoil it. Do not want to spoil it. This uh, was my number one film. I fucking adored this one. I honestly, like, 
yeah, like like you've just said, watching um, that lead character struggle with just what's expected of her as a woman from her family, from her partner, from the doctors and what she wants to be and that kind of inner turmoil between herself and and the world fantastic the lead actress natalie sullian um blew me away i don't know if she's done anything else but if she's not that that person is going to blow up mm -hmm. they are going to be massive i swear to god they're so good so 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 good yeah. loved it uh, i also really enjoyed it it scored high mm -hmm. on my on my rating narrowly missed out on the top three generally creepy in places as well scares yeah. it and really really well while it's got a load the say on the issues it covers it it doesn't forget that it is also told through the lens of a horror film yeah exactly. it had one of my favorite audience reactions in it the lady at the back who did a little bit of a a, a, a scree <laughs> um when yeah. something happened yeah <laughs> but i fully understood why because i also did a little bit of a like a I, I wish we could also discuss this part because that's probably the quickest I've ever come out with a pun to anyone and it made me laugh but we can't obviously discuss it because it gives away a, a really good part of the film I might no context it out on Twitter no context yeah no context it <laughs> but yeah I think this was um, definitely one of the films I wish no I'm glad I saw it at Celluloid actually but I would have watched it again. Like, yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's not one of them films that I would have skipped out on. In fact, I want to watch it again. And mm -hmm. I would like to know how to watch it again, please. If anyone can tell us, if you know where that's playing, please do. Yes, indeed. So, weird this time, we've, not, we've had such a similar top three. So mm -hmm. we're torn, torn for it. Normally these go on forever, but no. So it just leaves my my number one film pick. Mm -hmm. Which oh, what was your number two? My number two was Matriarch. Right. So Evil Eye was third and Matriarch was two. And then just leaving my number one, which was The Leech. The Leech. Which you face right best. I did. Mercer, did you see it right best as well? I did see it. You did see it right. Yeah. You saw it Fright Fest. Made my it? top off Fright Fest and my top five of Cell. It's just it's just great. So essentially, you can do the plot actually because I'm completely. Um, Je Jeremy Gardner is a hot priest, a hot gay priest. There you go. And... No, he's not. <laughs> Jeremy Gardner, is it? No. Not Jeremy Gardner, sorry. Graham Skipper is a hot gay priest. All right, all Jeremy, right, all right. Graham's, no. Jeremy no. Skipper is a hot gay priest. I'm going to start this again. Well, it doesn't matter because it's staying in the edits. Fuck you. <laughs> Graham Skipper is a hot gay priest and he um, takes, much like Tom and Jerry in Inside Number Nine, um, he takes Jeremy Gardner in because he's complaining that he's being kicked out of his home. He's trying to get his missus back and so and so. And he basically just moves in and takes the like, absolute piss and just wrecks his joint, uh, starts playing his music at all hours. He's smoking in the house and it's, it's almost a battle between, well, it is a battle between good and evil um, and temptation and whether, you know, Graham Skipper can be, well, Graham Skipper's character can be swayed to live the sinful life. 
it's all it's, it's so good. It's argued over how that ends, to be honest. Where, yeah, what yeah. The steps he takes at the end, and what whether he is whether he has actually turned completely, or whether he's what he's de- does in the end is noble enough to not be that way. But yeah, as I say, it's just it just starts off as I say, Grevskipper being this jovial pre-sue, even though he has zero congregation, is still trying to be out there and trying to spread the good word and do what he can for his his local town and his area. And it is just the pressure gets cranked up bit by bit as he starts to lose his mind and his rag with Jeremy Gardner's who Jeremy Gardner kind of until we hit the last act isn't actually isn't he's a dick he's not a malicious no but that's that's the whole point the whole way through is you don't know whether he's being malicious because there are certain points when they're talking um where lights will flicker when they come up with an idea or something they're doing you're like oh is it the devil at work here is he mingling in his his relationship uh, with the priest sort of thing I think he's malicious. I think he's very much, um, <clears throat> from my perspective, very much somebody who has found somebody who he can manipulate and abuse the, mm-hmm. their trust and their kindness. And he does take full advantage of that from the get-go. Mm-hmm. I think he's a is a nasty piece of work. <laughs> nasty, nasty, nasty. See, I think, um, he's a, I think he's a chancer at the start. And, yeah, he takes, takes advantage. But I wouldn't say... I think that's yeah. He's a bit tick, and I say he's a bit of an asshole, but I say I don't think he's going, he goes malicious truly until that final act. I, I'm not sure I agree with you on that because I mean you could you could argue that the things he allowed him to do halfway through the film are pretty against the church. <laughs> yeah, so, but, yeah, no, I don't agree with you. On I that. think there's a lot there's a lot of scope for conversation over what's who's who's. Whose role is who and who does what to who but, over the but course to of that? But to say without ruining anything, the dynamic between those two is just brilliant. Jeremy Gardner is always amazing to watch. In, in, in the, yeah, but in this film particular, those two together, I think, just work amazingly. I, I love I, their characters in this. I've said it before, and I will say it again, and I will say it until he proves me wrong, but this is definitely, it's the best I have ever seen Graham Skipper. Mm-hmm. And you know he's done a lot, and he's done a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but this, it, 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 he literally blows me away in this. Mm. I think he's incredible. And another good thing, you can pre-order the leaks on our video now. I would also recommend, if it's your first time watching the leech as well, to uh, partake in the Never Have I Ever and drink <laughs> along with them, because that got me and Harrod sufficiently tipsy. At Fright Fest when we did it. So join along with it. It's much fun. There are many dodgy there are many other things. There are many dodgy questions in that as well. So but so that's our top three. We should mention as well the secret film. As is always so your way. We had the secret film on the Saturday night. That turned out this time to be Barbarian. Yeah. Which we saw at Fright Fest. Happy to see it again, though. Mm, absolutely. Still great. I was honestly worried about watching it a second time because I thought, you know, um, the first time was so impactful. 
and you know the film again on is it on Disney Plus now for people to watch or is it in cinemas? It's in cin- it's definitely in cinemas. Yeah. Because I know a few people who've gone and watched it over the last couple of days. I think I think it's going to streaming. I think there's a very there's a very short turnaround from the cinema release to the streaming release. Well, yeah. I, I, I initially I was like, oh, is this going to have the same impact? I actually got something completely different from it this time hmm. because I have knowledge that other people didn't and I'm like I'm <laughs> loving this I am well, loving this this is the thing right because we because you go in knowing what's going to happen it's fun to see how people are going to react to it Empire don't want to elicit <laughs> such a response Empire posted their review of Barbarian and showed a still, and showed a still yeah which which very much would ruin it for you yeah Really Naughty poor, Empire. Poor, Naughty. Poor, yeah, poor work from Empire. <gasps> Did you think it played as, as big a reaction in this screen as there was in the Fright Fest screening? Um, I'm not, it, no, I will say that. No, I think it was it was a lot more respectful in this screening, whereas the one at Fright Fest was a bit more wild. Wild, yeah. That <laughs> might especially be... on turns on some of the turns in it. Yeah, yeah, that might be because it played on the final night. At Fright Fest, so yeah. people were probably far more liquored up at that Hyped point. Up, ready yeah. to go for yeah. karaoke. Well, not karaoke, so and the after party. Probably all that jazz that went with it as well at Fright mm. Fest, like, you know, men with machine guns pointing in his face as if we touched <laughs> his pockets with his phones and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, you know, people getting stuck into back rooms and we've t- never t- seen them again. Told we couldn't tweet about it because it was like against yeah. the law to tweet about it. Shut <laughs> up. I didn't buy it. Yeah. I didn't read the law. Just saying. It was, yeah, to be fair, it wasn't, it wasn't aimed at us. It was aimed at the journalists in the uh, in the room who weren't allowed to break embargo. I know that. I was just making a joke. So you can understand why I struggled. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I think overall, film-wise, it was good this year. That was mm-hmm. the main course. And then for dessert, we had celluloid karaoke. Yay! Where two of the, two of the three members smashed... Smash karaoke. I I decided not to partake. Yeah. I was full from the start of the main <laughs> course. I didn't do I didn't need dessert. If anyone's seen me, they know I don't need dessert. So it was a really good after party this year. It was a nice mix of hanging around with people and we danced as well. We danced to Agadu because that's the rule. If Agadu comes on as an 80s child, you have to dance. It's like, oh we danced. Oh how we danced. Oh how we danced. We danced, we singed, we singed. Mercer smashed where, wherever, whenever, whenever, wherever. Uh, not going to lie, I genuinely thought I were having a heart attack midway through, but just kept pushing on because that's what I am. You want to talk about a heart attack? Try doing fucking Slim Shader. That nearly killed me. I couldn't breathe doing it. <laughs> My fat ass needs to lose some weight so that I don't get out of breath singing however doing karaoke we did with a copy of the ledge on dvd <laughs> in cells on a ledge in cells on a ledge mm. so oh, you yeah, goodie bag wise as well so they smashed it out of the park yeah three three a mix of dvds and blu-rays i've not had that from any other festival for a while so i'm like yeah and then i got a bag of goodies for singing sexy uh, nice one nice one brother we managed to offload demonic on the summer <laughs> yeah we did Neil Blomkamp's demonic that opened the other year. 
best film of the festival. So I, feel uh, slightly, I feel slightly bad for carrying Carla. We offloaded it on TV. <laughs> Bless. Oh, well. But no, saw your late screams. Good 2022. Amazing uh, 2022. Yep. And uh, now, like you said earlier, now we've got what, two weeks or something before we saw it up and just, have a fantastic summer. Just before that, we totally forgot to mention the Ghostwatch screening, which was amazing. It was so much fun to watch it with everybody else. Yes. Really nice to see it in um in like a different environment as well. Yeah. So, you know, like the, the warehouse-esque kind of environment mm. almost putting us like in the streets of the um Fox Hill Drive. Fox Hill Drive. Um I would say it were cold, but it weren't because I had far too much beer inside me, so I was really warm. <laughs> Layers. The, uh, they had like a little mini museum that went along yeah, with it the, as well that had some really interesting. Yeah, the items there were really good. The go the Ghostwatch truck was really good. Yeah. And having Stephen Voke and Leslie Manning and completely escapes me now, the the doctor who her name has now completely escaped me. I feel really bad because she's my favourite thing in it. And I've completely, completely forgotten what her name is. The... And none of us are going to help you, Chris, because I'm that's say, don't worry, no, 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 you leap to my, leap to my aid. I will not, no. Gillian Bevan, okay, Gillian Bevan, as Dr. Thank Liv you, Pasco. Thank I will you help you much, out. Professor. I appreciate it. But yeah, as it was nice, nice to see it so we're not in my living room. Very although, although we're recording this on the Sunday night and it is the national tweet along the ghost watch tomorrow night. Yes, it is. So I as may, is tradition. As a tradition, so I may well I may well join in. Mm-hmm. I'll see how I say the same things we've said for the last three years. Exactly. Because <laughs> you can't really say much more of, on it. No, because they because they're great and it's always nice to interact with the crowd who love who loves ghost watch. Yeah. But yeah, sorry anyway. Um Soho next. It's going to be lit. It's going to be banging. Let's see if our apartment's there. <laughs> Don't. I've got Airbnb anxiety that we're just going to rock up and it's going to be like an unfinished house or we'll knock on the door and look, oh, no, no there's nobody here of that name. There's no key. This isn't an Airbnb. And then we have to find somewhere, but we can't find anywhere. So we end up staying on the streets under the bridge near World Cinema. We won't get to wash for three days. Just come and stop at mine. Your water pressure, man. I oh, need so to... you'd rather you'd rather <laughs> not wash for three days than use a shower that's not. Rather live on the streets. <laughs> I need the water pressure. Better no pressure than low pressure. <laughs> Listen, there'll be you, me, Mitch, and Chris. We'll just piss on you, and then you'll get the bloody pressure. From you, weaklings, are you kidding? <laughs> That's so, we, that feels like a challenge, Chris. I've, I've, I've seen how you all pee, okay? We, I'm not prepared for any sort of force. Have you seen Richard pee? I've seen you all. I, no, I've seen Dan pee. No, no. Seen you pee, though. And we're, you. we're all getting older. We've all got this prostate problems. <laughs> Don't look so disturbed, Mercer, like it didn't happen when it did happen. Anyway, no, anyway, what a, be- what a beautiful note to finish here. So, so you're in 2022. Should be, if nothing else, should be remembered. Everybody piss on Faye. Should be remembered for <laughs> learning that Faye knows how everyone pisses. Oh, oh dear. 
if you want more insights like that, then you can always follow us on the socials as well. We're at SpitGrades on Instagram and Twitter. I spit on your grades on Facebook. And should you need to email us, you can always reach us at electricpossums at gmail.com. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. And please recommend us to a friend as well. And please Seven don't have helps. nightmares. Please don't have nightmares. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Or do, and then tweet us about them. Anyways, shall we go? Yeah, let's go. We'll see you at Soho. Hope we all see, see you all at Soho. But probably not because there's only so many seats and we can't fit everyone in. Goodbye. Ciao.